Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I'm supporting all my favorite Bay Area teams. Who are you rooting for? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casinos as well. They never close. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Paulina Edmonds, and this week's episode is going to be detailing injury. So I'm going to share my own personal experiences with my own injury that really affected uh, later years of my sport, and I'm also going to be talking about kind of mindset with injury, injury prevention, all that jazz. Let's get into it. I was really fortunate growing up in the sport. I never had any serious injuries. And uh, this was really because of my training. I had a lot of off-ice conditioning. I had a lot of stretching classes for flexibility. And I had a lot of warm-ups. Like anytime I would get on the ice, I would always be warming up on my yoga mat and doing really good stretches to have my muscles be warm and ready for action when I stepped on the ice. Never wanted to pull anything. My off-ice trainer was Ossia Fry growing up, so she is a family friend of ours, and she actually graduated from the University of Physical Culture of Sport in Moscow to become a gymnastics coach, and she competed in Barnaul, Siberia, in Russia as a gymnast when she was growing up. So she actually came with me to the Olympic Games, and she teaches a lot of kids at our ice rink now, um, doing stretching classes with everybody to improve flexibility and make sure that everybody is healthy and their muscles are strong and in shape for figure skating. I was jumping a lot in the fall of 2015. So I was doing a lot of triple flips. I was working on my edge with uh, Sasha Fideyev in Chicago. So I was doing a ton of triple flips that fall, but my body was changing at this time. I was 17 years old and so I was getting taller. My body was filling out a tiny bit more. I wasn't the tiny 15-year-old I used to be. And so I needed stiffer skates. Growing up, I always had really soft leather skates from Harlick, but I needed stiffer skates for my jumps as I got older because I was heavier, I was taller. It just, it wasn't working for me anymore to be doing triple-triple combinations in those really soft skates. So we had Harlick try to make my skates stiffer. So I was in a new pair of skates in December. These skates were way too stiff for me. I was not able to break them in. I talk about it a little bit in my last episode, but my mom had tried my skates on and she was shocked at how stiff they were. So I went back to my old skates for nationals where I competed really well. But after nationals, I got a new pair of skates that I was trying to break in before Four Continents. And they were less stiff than the ones I had in December, but they like my feet were already in pain. So as a skater, something that we all know is you're always going to have aches and pains. I was always having my back hurt one day or my foot hurt one day or my leg was being annoying. That was something that you had to deal with. You could complain about it, yes, but it was never that serious. And so when you're young and you're a child, like your body is pretty resilient and it can bounce back really fast. 
an ache or a pain, it doesn't always develop into this huge injury. So for me, since I I'd never had a huge injury, I didn't think anything of it when my foot started hurting. Um, but what happened was every time I would tap, I would have this really, really sharp pain. And it started as a dull pain first. It was just a minor discomfort while I was jumping. Even at nationals, I kind of had this little bit of discomfort. My skates were small, so that's kind of what I had put it up to. I had small, soft skates at nationals, so if my foot hurt, it was just because like I needed bigger skates. But when I came back, I was jumping, and every time I would tap on a triple flip or a triple lutz, I would have this shooting pain from my toe all the way up the left side of my foot all the way up my leg and it was both my tapping and my landing foot it was my right foot and it just hurt so bad that the week before I can vividly remember this morning practice I had it was like 7 a.m or something like that before um, going to school and I was running my program and I kept setting up for my triple lutz and I kept not pulling in I kept circling and popping and my mom she was getting really frustrated with me because she didn't know that I was in this pain and she was really pushing me to pull in she didn't want to just let me go to school I needed to pull in and you know get it together before I left but I I couldn't do it I was in tears at how much pain I was in and I was fearful I was so scared of tapping because I didn't want to feel that sharp knife-like pain jolting up my leg again. And so I told my mom, you know, I I couldn't do it because of how much it hurt. And she got a little bit concerned as well and was like, all right, I guess we're going to the doctor. So we did go to the doctor and we had an MRI and everything. And I ended up needing to pull out from Four Continents because it was that next week. And there was not enough time to kind of see what was wrong and try to train well. So my MRI results came back and basically what I had was a bone bruise on the navicular bone in my right foot. So the navicular bone is this tiny little bone kind of over the arch of your foot and it does not have a good blood supply. There's like no blood flow. So if I were to crack it, it it wouldn't heal quickly at all. And the reason the bruise was taking so long to heal was because there wasn't a lot of blood flow. So it just, it was impossible. It needed so much time to heal. So we didn't know what to do. I went to a doctor who was actually a past Olympic gymnast from the 90s. So he was an athlete um, of very high caliber. And so I really trusted what he was saying to me. And he said that I needed to rest. There was nothing else that I could do. But he also knew that I didn't have time to. He knew that I had worlds in a month and I had the Olympics hopefully in the next two years and all these competitions. And he understood being an athlete. And so he told me that I kind of needed to manage my pain and he gave me a rough amount of maybe four to six weeks. I needed to have rest maybe after Worlds and before that it was just all I could do to manage my pain. So what I tried to do was train without the jumps for a few weeks, resting it a week or two in hopes that that amount of time would help me before Worlds. And I actually had critiques with judges and officials a week before the 2016 championships in Boston And they actually supported me in whatever decision I made. They did not push me to withdraw. They thought that I looked great in terms of choreography programs. But ultimately, I withdrew because I wasn't competitive without the jumps. And I didn't want to have any excuses for subpar performances. And I I couldn't trust that my foot would be okay. And I didn't want to risk not doing them for two weeks and then trying to do them at Worlds under this huge pressure and spotlight. It just wasn't a good idea so I gave my spot up. I remember the day that I was actually deciding to pull out. I was arguing about it with my mom and she was 
in tears as well because she was telling me I needed to pull out. I could not push myself anymore. I knew that she was right, but I didn't want to accept it. And I, I just really wanted to go. And she was like, Polina, if you can't do the jumps, you can't go. You have to give somebody else the opportunity who does have the jumps and is not injured right now to participate. You can't just go. And, and I knew that. But it was really hard to accept in the moment. And that was the same day that I actually got my college acceptance letter to Santa Clara University, which is my hometown. And it's a really prestigious school. So I was supposed to be extremely elated and excited for my college letter and just looking forward to all the different opportunities that I had later in that year. But in the moment, I, I took my letter and I like opened it crying and I I just was happy, but not happy at all because I knew that my world was over. And so I just remember that, that day of twin linings, essentially, that I had my college acceptance letter and I also had to pull out from worlds. It was just a really weird emotional day. So what really helped me too in that moment was the fact that I still had to go to school. I still had to go see all my friends at school who were not figure skaters, who knew nothing of my competitive career in life and the sacrifices that I had made to get to where I was. They were sympathetic, of course, when they found out that I had to withdraw, but they did not understand the full scope of what was going on. And they were going about their normal lives. I really blended in. That really helped me a lot to change my perspective of just this world that I was in was collapsing under me because of my injury. And all of a sudden, everything that I had worked for was just poof, gone. Because I was at school, I had to adjust. I had to fit into that world and I had to excel in that way. I couldn't just sit there and cry and be upset and be angry while everybody else around me was just normal. They wouldn't understand. They wouldn't know what to do and I didn't want to make things weird for everybody else around me so I adjusted and I started putting all of my energy and my focus into my senior year of high school and I was having a really great time with all of my friends and looking forward to college and all of these different other factors that really distracted me from the sadness that skating was giving me and I think that's what really saved me when I really could have fallen into a really deep hole of oh my god look at my childhood, look at all the different stuff that happened to me in my career, look at all of the great things that I could have had or the great things that I have had, but it's all just yanked out under me because of this injury. Everything was for nothing. I could have just fallen into this hole of despair, you know, and I know that people do. So I'm so grateful that I had something to put my energy into, to switch my focus onto and to distract myself from that kind of pit. And that's really why I was able to keep living a happy life, essentially. But yeah, so then that spring, I actually did Stars on Ice, but I did it with double axles, so no tap jumps. I could still jump, and it kind of was a little bit uncomfortable when I had my landings, but I did not do any tap jumps that would feel that knife-like pain up my leg. And it was actually interesting. I had to be really careful with my jumps, very mindful of proper technique. Because if I landed a good jump, I didn't have any pain because I was landing on the outside of my foot, outside edge, like perfect checkout. That was good. If I landed a wonky jump um, or a cheated jump or anything that had extra impact on the toe, that was when my foot would hurt. So it actually made me more mindful of trying to do really good quality jumps because I didn't want to feel any pain. So then I went to the Olympic Training Center in the summer and I got checked by multiple doctors there. I was working with multiple people and I was working with a trainer at the Olympic Training Center 
at the gym giving me a bunch of different exercises that were non-impact on my foot so that I could keep in shape and build strength but not have to be skating and not having to be using my foot. These doctors, they all told me not to jump, that I needed to rest, and they sat me down and they said, Polina, if you continue to skate and your foot right now is a bruise and it's starting to fracture, if your navicular bone breaks, that will be career-ending surgery for you. You'll be done. So that obviously shook me to my core and I was shocked and scared and I did not want to get myself in that position so I took it very seriously I did not do any jumps I was at the Olympic Training Center for a month with the trainer doing gym training and all this non-impact work Um, and then when I came home I was skating and doing skating skills but I wasn't jumping um, under the directions from the doctors that I was seeing and I went to champs camp actually and I didn't do any of my jumps in my programs and Uh, the judges were actually really angry at me and my coaches and they had made comments to us afterwards where they came up and they were huffing and puffing that I was disrespectful to their time for doing single jumps in my performance. Um, And so then we had to explain to them that we were under the directions of the Olympic Training Center doctor saying, I can't jump. And at that point, they kind of backed off and they were like, oh, we didn't know that. And it was kind of like another weird situation. But Ultimately, I didn't compete at any competitions in the fall because my jumps needed rest. I kept doing choreography, I kept doing axles and whatnot, but not doing tap jumps. And I was thinking and hoping that that would be okay. And so the whole time, all of the the doctors, they were telling me very mixed reviews. Some doctors said I needed three to six weeks completely off the ice. Some said I would need three to six months off the ice potentially because that's what normal non-athlete people need but athletes typically take four to six weeks with this kind of injury I guess a lot of track runners have this kind of injury and they they need a few weeks to rest and then they're back on it I actually had uh, a doctor while I was at the Olympic Training Center tell me that even though that my MRI looked good they couldn't tell how strong it was because even if the x-ray came back looking solid it's kind of like an eggshell. It might not be that strong yet and it's easily crackable again. And so we were always never knowing if my foot completely healed or not. And we never had direction from any of the doctors I saw or US figure skating or the Olympic Training Center to tell me to take multiple months completely off, to not skate, not run, not do anything that could potentially hurt my foot. They all said it was kind of my own pain management and it was, if I took a week or two off, that might be sufficient. They didn't know. They didn't have any answers for me. For me, I had no idea what to expect. I had never dealt with an injury and I should have taken months off immediately. But because I wasn't given that strict command, I thought, okay, well, a few weeks off and I can try again and I can still skate and just not jump and, you know, all these different things that just ultimately did not let me heal my foot. So then in December, I was in a boot. I was actually in a boot for pretty much all of fall. I had to withdraw from nationals because I couldn't jump. And so we had decided at that point, we're going to take three months off. They had said three to six months. Okay, we'll take three months off. We'll let my foot completely heal. I won't do anything and I'll come back and I'll train. So I started training again in May, six months. That was super stressful because the Olympics, the Olympics were the next year in February. So I had this Olympic training mentality and then it was nationals in January and that was basically the Olympic trials. And so 
For six months before that, I was in very, very difficult, hard training. I was doing really well because I was I was very dedicated uh, to training and competing. I had taken the three months off. I was having fun in college, just being with everybody, just getting to enjoy my time and take opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten to if I was skating. So when it was time to skate again, I put all my time into it. I would have my classes in the morning and then I would go to the rink and I'd be there from noon to 6 p.m. I'd be there all day. It was a very hard six months to get all of my jumps back, to feel like I was building stamina, to get myself in shape again. It just was such a short amount of time and I couldn't take my time to safely just take it slowly. I needed to take it slowly and I didn't because I only had six months before nationals. I ended up returning everything back which was awesome. I got my triple lutz back. I got my triple flip back. It was a huge, huge validation for me. Um, And I had officials and team leaders at the Grand Prix that I went to in France. They saw my practices. They saw that I was landing triple flips and triple lutzes and they really supporting me with that. And they were, it felt great to have this positive reaction to me coming back from my injury. And so, and to have them see that and validate it. It was, it was definitely hard to compete because I hadn't competed in over a year pretty much adrenaline wise it was hard to go out there and try to nail these jumps when i was feeling jittery and nervous and so growing up i had competitions constantly right so i was competing 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 it was like snapping for me but when i took such a large break when it was time to compete again i felt super nervous so it was it was hard to show myself well um but i came back from grand prix france and my injury returned I was having really, really sharp pain again in my foot and I was taking huge ibuprofen pills. I went to uh, the doctor and they prescribed me with these horse pills of like 800 milligrams per pill and I was supposed to take three per day. So I was taking 2,400 milligrams of ibuprofen every day trying to get my foot to be numb to the pain and it was not helping at all and that's how they knew it was, it was very serious again. So I took some time off again, hoping that if I just practiced my triple loops and my double axles, which weren't hurting my foot, it was only the tap jumps, um, then I could put them in right before nationals into my long program and hopefully make the team. And so that was definitely a dream that I had that was not going to happen for me. I did really well at nationals with my short program, which I was super, super happy about. Um, But ultimately, I was having this huge pain during my practices where I was going into my jumps and I had that fear again and I was in tears before my practices for the long program because I really wanted to tap and I really wanted to nail it but I knew that I was going to be in all this pain and I was so scared and so literally after the long program practice I had to go to the officials that I knew and tell them I needed to pull out and I was crying when I did it. I was so upset. It was a really hard moment for sure. And so at that point, I took 10 months off. I knew I just needed to completely not do anything to my foot. So I didn't do any running. I didn't do any jumping. I didn't skate at all for 10 months. Um, So at that point, I just got to enjoy the second half of my sophomore year at college, which was really fun for me. And again, it was a complete distraction because I would go to school and I was meeting all of these really intelligent people in completely different spheres, you know, people in the sciences, people in the arts, people in English and writing. It was it was really cool to see such a diverse collection of talent 
and intelligence in different fields and for me to interact with them and share life experiences it was really awesome and so I was completely engulfed in my college life and distracted from the pain of not being able to return to the Olympics in 2018 and my injury taking away a lot of potential opportunities that I could have had so with me just being able to let loose and enjoy the second half of my sophomore year I wasn't working out because I wasn't allowed to do anything that I grew up doing, which was running, jumping, skating, anything cardio-wise that could impact my foot, I wasn't allowed to do. So I was still working with my trainer to do off-ice ab workouts and whatnot, but I, I didn't get to do any of the cardio that always kept me in my good shape. And so I ended up definitely gaining weight. My body completely changed. I had the full puberty effect where I filled out. It was great from a normal person standpoint because I didn't look like I was 12 years old anymore. But from a skating standpoint, it was difficult. It was extremely difficult for me to grasp that I wasn't this tiny skater anymore. I was a normal girl. While I was in great shape for a normal girl, I was not in great shape for being an elite athlete. And so that was a really hard mentality that I had to cope with. And I can talk about that in a different podcast for sure. We'll definitely go into the whole body image topic and weight gain when you go through puberty, all of that jazz. I experienced it. It was hard. It was difficult. got through it um, in a good place now. So we'll touch that again. But basically, I knew that when I was going to return to skating in the fall, I needed to be in really good shape because if I was going to be heavier than I needed to be and try to jump again, I could risk re-injuring myself. That was something I did not want to do. I wanted to come in and be ready to train. I didn't want to come in ready to lose weight and then train hard. So what I did was the summer after my sophomore year of college, it was the year 2018, I completely revamped my diet. I went into very like clean eating foods. I was cooking all of my own stuff, eating a lot of vegetables and protein, really trying to cut out a lot of sugar from my diet because I have a huge sweet tooth so I always loved having desserts and this and that and and I really tried to separate myself from that and start creating healthier desserts and snacks and foods for myself and then the other half of that was me trying to um, exercise but in a way that was not impact so what I would do was I would go hiking a lot and that's where I really developed this love for hiking and I would get up at 6 a.m with my best friend like a few times a week and we would drive to this hiking trail that's near my house it's called mission peak it's a really famous trail in fremont california and it's three miles uphill and three miles downhill and it's a really hard hike a lot of people don't like it i loved it because i really love feeling like my calves are on fire and then when you walk downhill and you finally stop you really feel it in your hips so i love that aspect of it it really makes me feel like i'm exercising and working my muscles to the point that they're getting stronger so i would do that repeatedly and so that really switched my sleep schedule as well i started sleeping earlier in the night and then i woke up super early and i felt so energized and in love with life and this like clean healthy living situation that i had in the summer Um, so that was excellent and then i started skating again in october that year and it was it was really great i felt like you know my body had changed but i had gotten myself back into the shape i wanted to be in and i felt super healthy and i felt super strong and i was going to take things really slow 
I realized that that was a problem with my past time off and my past injury prevention and recovery that I had was that I didn't take enough time and that was because I was listening to too many different people tell me different things about my injury and how much time I needed off and how serious it should be. And so doing this my own way, I started skating again slowly. So I didn't jump for the first two months. I was only doing skating skills. And after that, I started incorporating singles. So I did singles for an entire month in December. And then in January, I started trying to do um, double axles. And so I don't do double jumps. I've never been able to do that. That's a fun fact about me, actually. Um, I can only do a single jump or a triple jump. For some reason, I can't really slow down my uh, rotation enough to be able to do a double. It just feels really uncomfortable for me. And I've actually tried doing a double flip before where I over-rotated it and then like slammed my knees into the ice because I couldn't figure out how slow I needed to rotate to land a clean double flip. And so ever since then, I've always known I only do singles or triples. But yeah, so basically I started introducing um, like one jump at a time. So I did double axles for a few weeks. Then after that, I started doing triple sow cows. And then I started doing triple toe loops. And so once I had that for about a month, I started doing triple loops. And so it ended up being March before I started even trying triple flips and triple lutzes again. So that was almost half a year of starting to skate, taking it super slow before I incorporated those jumps back in. And it took me a few weeks. It took me a while to be able to kind of get the control of my triples. And the other part that was hard about it was I didn't want to overdo it and re-injure myself with repetition. So I would give myself three tries at each jump. And this was both like for my own mental game as well as the physical part. So I would tell myself I get three times around and if I don't pull in, that sucks for me because I only get three shots to try. And if I don't try it at least three times, I'm never going to get it. So mentally, I knew I couldn't pop. I needed to pull in no matter what. And then the other part of that was I got three tries to really dig my toe into the ice, put my full force into it, and that was it. I didn't want to be doing like 10 repetitions and then having my foot hurt in a few weeks because I was doing too much. So that, again, made it really hard to regain my jumps as well because it was taking a long time. It's a lot faster to get your jump back if you're doing like 20 repetitions a day versus doing three repetitions a day, of course. So it took me a while, but I got it all back, which was really awesome. And so I was working with Christy Ness at that point, and she was helping me with my technique, which was so helpful to have her in my corner and have her supporting me. And she, you know, she has that old school skating mentality and she's incredibly clever and smart and knows everything about skating. And so everything that she says, I I love to hear and I respect and admire so much. So to have her in my corner was super helpful. I got all my jumps back and I then needed to start competing. So I entered into a few summer competitions, local ones in my area. And I competed at them, but I knew that I wasn't going to be performing super well. I knew that they were going to be a lot of mistakes and I was going to go through this adrenaline and this pressure and I was going to mess up, but I knew it because it was a comeback. It it was me trying to get everything back and it was me trying to push through the mental strength of it all, of not competing for a few years. That that definitely takes a toll and especially to come back and not be in the same size, shape, form and mindset that I was in, you know, when I was 15 and 16. 
that was really different. All of a sudden, I'm like 20 years old now, and my body's changed completely. I'm a lot taller. I'm a lot more filled out. I'm heavier. I'm now a woman on the ice. So for me, that was awesome because I knew I was in this mature transformation, and I felt like my skating was better and that I could do a better job than I did when I was 15. But that also came with a lot of uncertainty of how my body was going to react under pressure, under with my jumps. I didn't know if I would get it all back without getting injured. That was a huge part of um, fear for me when I started my recovery process and trying to get everything back. But taking it slow really helped. And for me competing, I knew I wasn't going to skate well, but it was it was a mental thing. I just needed to practice feeling the nerves, feeling the adrenaline, trying to get the jumps out there. And so I had a few competitions. I got super nervous and my my legs were jittering and I could not pull in. I popped some of my jumps. I fell on some of my jumps. And it was just like a shock for me because I never really had that problem when I was growing up and when I was competitive internationally when I was 15, 16, 17. I always was able to perform well under pressure. So this was a complete shift for me. And I really noticed it when I went to sectionals. So sectionals was in Washington and I loved it. Like it was such a great experience for me to go back to that kind of competition and see a lot of familiar faces and coaches and skaters um, and be in that kind of environment again. I really like, I really loved it and I, I realized that I really missed it. Before that competition, I had actually been training super well. I had been nailing all of my jumps I had been landing a bunch of stuff, skating clean programs in practice. And actually before I left, I skated my long program um, in the rink right before my flight and I skated a clean long program. So that was like a huge boost for me getting on the flight was I just skated a clean program. Like I I feel great. Like I'm going to compete great. Like this is going to be a walk in the park for me. Was not a walk in the park. (laughs) I can tell you that. I got there and and during the practices, it actually felt great. I was really feeling the energy and feeding off of all the other good skaters and I was getting, you know, um, claps from other skaters when I would land jumps and I was clapping for other skaters. It It was a really great environment. The morning of my short program, I had a practice and I skated a clean short program in the practice and I felt great and super solid and confident. And then I got to the actual competition part and I stepped on the ice for the warm-up and I immediately felt like I was like an air balloon. I was felt super light. And then I skated my program and I did not feel into the ice at all. I was so nervous and I was so worried that I realized when I used to skate when I was 15, 16, 17, and I was competing internationally, because I was competing like 10 competitions a year, never really getting a break from all of these international competitions or just even local performances. I was constantly competing under pressure. So it got to the point to me where it was like I was looking through a glass wall. I always felt really muted. I always felt like I something was like sitting on me. I was really heavy onto the ice and I never felt like I could fully break through that wall and just like be this bubble of energy everywhere but I felt very very consistent in just trusting that when I went into a jump I would land it and I was kind of almost like a robot I want to say I was like just doing it over and over again and it just it felt very very into the ice and at sectionals I felt like 
I was in a hot air balloon and I kept rising and I kept trying to get myself to stay down, stay on the ice, but I kept feeling, feeling way too light. And my legs were like so jittery and I would be going into things and I just needed to trust the muscle memory, but my legs couldn't relax enough to feel like I was into the ice and just do it. I, I completely messed everything up because the adrenaline was messing with me. So it was, it was really crazy experience because I, I hadn't experienced that when I was competing internationally. And so um, in my long program, I felt that a lot in the beginning of the program. And by the end of the program, I started to feel more like robotic, like just do what you do in practice. And so I landed the last few jumps of my program. In that moment, I knew it was just something that I needed to practice. So that was a great turning point for me because I left sectionals with what could have been this huge disappointment of I didn't qualify for nationals, um, but I was really looking at it as a blessing in disguise that I could now come home and I could start training for next year and I could get new programs and start performing them as soon as possible to get as much practice using the adrenaline as I could. I knew that I wasn't going to be ready in a month adrenaline wise to be competing at nationals this huge stage I knew that I was just going to have a similar performance to sectionals where even if my practices at home were going well I was going to get under those bright lights and my legs were going to shake and I would feel that hot air balloon feeling again and so I came back with this mindset of um, I'm going to train super hard December January February March April and then in May I'm already going to start competing locally and I wanted my summer to be every week a different local competition a different performance invite different friends and family members to the rink to watch me practice and put adrenaline on myself and feel that jittery nerves and just get used to it I wanted to get used to it so that by um, the 2021 nationals I would feel good again under adrenaline so it was really cool having this moment of knowing that in my comeback I did it halfway I got all of my jumps back I was able to do all of the training without re-injuring myself and I was able to feel strong with cardio and feel really in shape. So that was the first half. The other half I needed was just to put it all together in competition to be able to do it under adrenaline. So that was the part that I needed to practice. So that's what I looked forward to in the 2021 season and I was super excited for the new year because I knew this is what I need to do. This is what's gonna propel me forward and it felt like the perfect path for me. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> when we talk about injury, I think one of the biggest things um, for anybody going through it, you really need to trust your body, listen to your body. I did not do this and that is why it got as hard as it did for me because I was under the oppression. I was super young um, my body was really malleable. I was always healing quickly. I always had aches and pains. So I didn't recognize how serious this sharp pain was until it was too sharp and too painful for me to be able to manage, for me to be able to recover it quickly. That was my mistake. And so I, I really tell all the athletes and the young skaters out there, if you have a lot of pain, you need to speak up. You need to tell your coaches, your parents, people who will listen to you and find you help and know not to push you too hard because you need to recover it. It's way better to take a week or two off to heal it than, and then come back than it is to break it and need surgery and months off or to, in my case, bruise it and not be able to heal it for at least six months. 
not worth it. I can tell you that. So make sure that you're paying attention to your body and you're always voicing it because I didn't voice it. I didn't voice my pain to my coaches until it was too late. Another thing I can definitely say to skaters is when you come back from injury, it's really important to take it slow. I tried to come back too fast and I re-injured myself. It's definitely a mental game as well as it's a physical game. You have to think long-term. I was thinking short-term. I was thinking 2018 Olympics, it's too short. I have six months, I just have to go for it. That did not work for me. And then I had to take even longer off. You have to step back and look at the bigger picture. You have to see, maybe I'm not going to be super competitive this season, but by next season, I will be. So that's kind of the route that you have to take. You kind of have to take it slow. Don't do too many repetitions, re-injure yourself. Trust and focus on different aspects of your life. You know, really develop those so you're not completely into one pit of despair when something serious happens with your injury. And also, you can focus on different elements of your skating when you're not jumping, right? So for me, I could really focus on my skating skills, my choreography, my musicality, and I really felt like I was developing a better sense of all of those things and a better transformation with my growth, with my time off, with me focusing on those things rather than jumping all of the time. It's really all perspective, you know? It's how you look at it. So you can sit there and you can be really upset that all of this is happening, or you can choose to shift your focus, shift your perspective, and go in a different direction. Silver linings. Always got to look for the silver linings. So yeah, I hope that you guys liked that episode. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to reach out, ask me, DM me. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know what you want me to talk about in future episodes. Follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Woohoo! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.